This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here today to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we are coming from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Yes, we're coming from the holy city and the capital of Israel, as said, as put down by the President of the United States and signed into law by Congress. Let's not forget that. All the people who would say, oh, whatever, Trump. No, it was the law in the United States that Israel, that Jerusalem is now the capital of Israel. It only has been that way for like thousands of years, but heck, somebody's got to somebody's make that declaration and kudos to President Trump for doing so. We've got an unbelievable show for you today. I'm saying unbelievable because I couldn't think of another word. It is a great show. But before we get to the show, I know all you are being, banging down my door because you need my contact information. So here it is. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. That's Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or if you're looking for just all kinds of information about me, about what I've written about, what I've spoken about, check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatsman, aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. So do you want to have like a solid, secure, worry-free retirement? I bet you do. And if you don't, you're crazy. <laughs> so how do you do that? You want to avoid certain mistakes that I see over and over and over again. I don't know how many of you know, but I happen to uh, be a uh, literary, literature junkie. <clears throat> My nose is growing because that's just not true. But there is a famous quote from George Bernard Shaw. Actually, it's not so famous if you just put in like quotes on brainyquote.com. You come up with all kinds of stuff. That is the secret. I don't even know who George Bernard Shaw is. Just kidding. I know who he is. So he said, success, success does not consist in never making mistakes, but in never making the same one a second time. You got it? Success does not consist in never making mistakes, but in never making the same one a second time. So most of us aren't very good at admitting when we are wrong, when we screwed up, when we make a mistake. Just ask my wife. After all, each one of us is so smart. How could it possible? How could it possibly be, right, that we screwed up? But when it comes to in retirement investing, um, Shaw's quote is incorrect, right? Much to my chagrin, I see investors make the same mistakes over and over and over and over, or time after time. In order to have successful and secure financial retirement, it's imperative to avoid this these missteps, right? It just, why repeat the same thing over and over and over again? So here are some common missteps that if you correct, you can have an immensely positive impact on your retirement. Tell your friends, okay? Tell them to listen anyway. But tell your friends, just, you know, Stop making the same mistakes. You make a mistake once, okay, but doing it over and over. We're supposed to learn from history, right? The whole point of learning from history is not to make the same mistake over and over and over again. So why don't we just take that and put it into our financial situation? The first one is Baal Agan. Baal Agan is a Hebrew word meaning a mess, okay? 
a few weeks ago, I sat with a retiree, had the big, I've never seen such a mess, right? And I've got, I've got a boy who's turning 15. Okay. He's got a bedroom. Okay. I've got a daughter who's 13. I know what it means to have a mess. And I've never seen a bigger mess than this. I don't, don't tell my kids. They're going to say, Oh, Hey, you see, you see dad, we're not so bad. Well, you are bad. You should clean your room. But this lady, when it comes to her finances, whoa, I mean, it was just, she had no idea how many accounts she had, where she held the account. She actually brought me a box of my mail. Okay. I had to go through letter by letter and we were, we had brokerage statements. You're not going to believe this, right? From, from like 2010, 2011. And she pretty was pretty sure some of those accounts had moved to different firms, but she had no paper. She had no idea whatsoever. Okay. She probably had seven or eight different brokerage or bank accounts. Now, all too often retirees have multiple investment and savings accounts with different firms. It's not a terrible thing in and of itself, except that it makes it really, really hard to supervise and then evaluate things. Not only does having so many accounts make it complicated to really understand and get a full picture of your financial situation, but it creates havoc when the retiree gets older and doesn't is not necessarily in control anymore of the accounts, or even worse, right, forgets where the accounts are, right? How many people do we know that used to open up bank accounts all over the place so they could get a free toaster? The millennials out there listening to me don't know what I'm talking about. But the older generation, right, banks, before there was like digital money, banks would take your money. If you opened up an account with them, they'd give you like free electronics, which meant like a toaster, okay? So I know people who had like, oh, you know, they furnished their homes by opening up bank accounts. You know, one time they even got a sofa. I don't know. That's not true. But right, that's what people did, right? We all know people, older people who just opened accounts in a hundred different places so they could get the free electronics or whatever, like free kitchenware. Okay. But when you get older, that becomes a nightmare. When a client has multiple accounts, the financial advisor really needs to sit on the top of the situation. The professor is not the professionals, not just going to focus on one account, but needs to assess everything and see how the entire financial situation fits the client's goals or need right? Really, you need your financial advisor to really be like a CFO, right? A chief financial officer. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you today about your life, your money, and your investments. You got any questions or comments? Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. Or you can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. We're speaking about not making the same financial mistake twice, okay? And if you do so, right, i.e., if you don't make the same mistake twice, you're going to have a really a great chance, I would say, in having a secure retirement. So the first thing that I spoke about is not having a mess. Okay. Number two is not sitting with too much cash. Believe it or not, this is something I see a lot also. Um, clients keep too much of their money in cash. Now, obviously you want to keep an emergency fund, which is anywhere between like three and six months of expenses. And you know, that money's there not to make you a millionaire, but to have to be readily available in the case of an emergency, and it's got to be really, really liquid. But what I often see is clients keeping two or three years of money um, on the side. And it's one thing if your money market account paid, you know, three, four, five percent, then maybe that would make some sense. But in a world where 
4 0.6% is the norm to keep so much money in cash. I mean, first of all, you're going to you're losing to inflation, so you're actually losing money. But second of all, why shouldn't you don't need that much money on the side? Um, keep your emergency fund in your money market account. But the um, additional money that you have, get it out of cash, get it invested. Start working for you, right? Speak to your financial professional and figure out what kind of an allocation which is like the how you break up your money between more conservative and more aggressive investments um, is proper for you to achieve your financial goals and then get money get that money working for you. And finally, I know this is a, a, a hard one, but you got a budget, right? With retirees, everybody basically, but they forget to budget. They figure they've got pension money, I got social security money coming in, um, and whatever money they need, they're going to just go ahead and make from their investments. Which is makes some sense, except that too often they start losing control of how much money they really need because they just start pulling out money, right? They raid their investment accounts and draw down way more money than they're able to take out. The long-term result of this is there's a greater chance or significantly greater chance that your retirement funds are going to dwindle and they won't last nearly as long as you thought that they, that they would in the first place. And then you're going to end up running out of money. Okay, so you don't we don't want to run out of money, right? So you really need to budget your retirement so that your funds can can be stretched, right? So you can achieve whatever retirement, whatever standard of living that you can that, that you really want during retirement. And finally, this is really smart. You got to add somebody to your accounts as you get older, right? As retirees age, they usually don't add somebody to their account to execute changes on their behalf. I advise retirees to give a child or a trusted confidant trading authority. This way, if a client can't fully supervise the account, it's not going to become frozen. Unfortunately, I can't tell you how many times I've seen where an older client had an individual account and they took ill. They become incapacitated. And what happens is de facto, the money becomes frozen, right? There's nobody for me to talk to. Um, there's nobody legally for me to talk to, so we can't access your money. You can't sell. We can't make any investment changes, and we can't liquidate or or make liquid funds that you may need to take care of yourself with your with with your illness. Now, I under, there is a fear of adding an account holder who could potentially you know withdraw your money and wipe you out, but there are plenty of ways to do that where there are proper checks and balances so that that won't happen. You may want to require two signatures from a couple of people um, as signers. Perhaps you could drop a power of attorney, right? Consult with your family and your advisors to devise a plan and instruments that work for you to give signing authority to someone else, right? So if, if I can sum up, don't make the mistakes that you made throughout your life or that other people make. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from other people's mistakes, right? Get yourself organized, okay? Start investing your cash. Obviously, have an emergency fund. Invest your cash. Start budgeting, and most importantly, for older people, add somebody to your account. I can't stress the importance of adding somebody to your account. You do these things, I think you're going to be a lot better off in the future. You're listening to the Aaron Katzman Show. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. You got any questions or comments, or something is not clear? Feel free to shoot me an email at Aaron at LighthouseCapital.co.il. That's Aaron. A-A-R-O-N at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il, or you can check me out on the web, www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com, aaronkatzman.com. We'll see you soon.